Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by Game Time. Okay, guys, it's time for a little pop quiz. We ready? Yeah. Do you think NBA tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? Great question. I'm going three weeks. Oh, can I phone a friend? Can I phone a friend? We don't have time for that. We don't have the technology for that. Game Time is the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash, some dollar dollar bills in your pocket. Game Time is the leader in last minute tickets. Mm. Pick your deal. See the view from where you're sitting and buy in two taps. Tap tap. Tippity tap. That's it. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get in the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score last-minute tickets. I'll be tapping that. <laughs> Look at me now, Mom. <laughs> Doing pretty well. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. You're listening to part one of our NBA season preview shows, and better yet, our very first real podcast for The Athletic. I'm J.E. Skeets, coming to you live from Toronto, and alongside me here in our satellite studio, it's the man making the magic happen, J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. What? Huh? Where are the other guys? Don't you worry. Joining us live from Atlanta, he is the homie I've been podcasting with since 2006. It's Tass Mellis. Gosh, it's good to be back, and there are a lot of questions. What the heck is going on? <laughs> well, before we get to that, alongside Tass there in Atlanta, the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. And of course, last but not least, the international man of mystery, making the magic happen, the Aussie. It's Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on here? What is going on? Why are JD and I in Toronto? Why are the three of you in Atlanta? Let's just explain this as quickly as possible. I don't want to bore people here on our first podcast because this is our NBA season preview. we got a bunch of questions we're going to tackle about the upcoming season. But look, JD and I, because we are Canadian, yeah. like, you, like you guys down there, you've, you've married Americans. <laughs> you are American. You're like Lee and you have a thousand passports and you can travel the globe and go wherever you want. JD and I, still Canadian, so we have to get our work visa now with The Athletic. That's processing to allow us to live not only in the States, but also work. Mm-hmm. We couldn't even actually do this show from Atlanta or anywhere in America. Now, we could have. Let's be honest, JD. We could have been like, okay, all right, we're waiting for our, our work visa to process. We'll just wait it out. Cross my mind, to be honest. What, and just not start the, yeah. just not start the show with the season? Yeah, we, there's no way. No, there's no, no way. We said we got to make this happen, so JD and I are up here in Toronto waiting out you know, the paperwork for our work visa. It could be three weeks, could be four weeks, it could be five weeks. <laughs> we could be here forever. Maybe. We are in exile. Yeah, So, but we really wanted to obviously start the show, the new show, No Dunks, here with the start of the season with these season previews. So that's why we're doing it this way. So look, it's not perfect. We will all get back together, guys, in Atlanta, in our new studio eventually in Atlanta. We will form like Voltron, <laughs> and it will be great. But bear with us right now. For this, which, I mean, hopefully, you know, no weird delays or technology is kind to us and stuff like that. But we'll we'll make it work. So that's what's going on there, Tass. It's very, very strange. Do you miss us down there? What's going on? Has Atlanta changed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You guys aren't here. so much different. We don't have to call ice on you. Everything is cool. (laughs) Um, Can you paint the picture of your... uh, 
Your studio. Uh, How what are we working with? Uh, a big luxurious studio, I'm sure. Yeah, look, I'd rather not hear on the first podcast. Maybe, <laughs> maybe later this week we will. Uh, we'll definitely take photos and set the scene where JD and I are actually recording from. It's uh, is JD is JD funny. wearing a robe right now? I've got uh, that yeah, he's got a pipe. Image. Yeah. yeah, he's got a pipe. He just had a bath. There's still candles on <laughs> in the bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah, he loves a good bath. It was nice. luxurious. Yeah, we will. We'll get into explaining uh, more detail about the our both of our, I should say, sort of uh, makeshift recording studios here but who cares we yeah. and we'll get some photos up obviously on yeah. social media yeah for sure um big thanks guys to all of you listening for not only finding this podcast uh, maybe some of you are new listeners through the athletic thank you so much um the support's been unreal you know we just announced this a couple days ago it's been a very long summer but it felt like people were pretty excited that we were going to be back and going to be covering the nba season and going back to our roots daily podcasting i, I slipped it in there but Tass, JD, and I, we started this thing uh, as the Basketball Jones back in 2006, January 2006. Honestly, not much different than what we're nope, doing right feels now. feels pretty familiar <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, you know, <laughs> sitting around a table and making it happen. So we've been doing this for a very long time. We obviously love it, but uh, like the support blew us away, so we're pumped to be doing it. Thank you so much. You guys, I, I know you got tons of other questions. You can email us at nodunks at theathletic.com. That's up and working. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. No Dunks Inc. That's No Dunks Inc. That's the easiest way to find us. Just put that in Twitter or Instagram. You're going to find us. And don't you worry. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Yeah, there, there's Garth. We had to get Garth in there. It is wonderful. Um, so, a lot of you have been asking, well, what's going on here? Are, is there video coming? Is this YouTube? No, we are focusing right now on podcasting just for right this second, especially with this sort of makeshift setup. Um, you're going to get daily podcasts Monday through Friday. We're going to be talking about the big games, big storylines, whatever's going on in the NBA. We're also got some bonus things in the work um, that we're already going to think thinking about doing and are starting to create. So we're going to be rolling those out as well throughout the week as well. So you're going to have a lot of no dunks in your life is what I'm getting at here. You can't get away from us. No. We're going to be in your feeds 24-7, living in your life. Yeah, there. I mean, I'm excited how much No Dunks uh, we're going to be pumping out here. So that, so that's basically what you can expect. Yeah, no no YouTube or no Twitch or anything like that at the beginning. Again, that doesn't mean that's something that we're, we're not want to doing or we're, like we just can't We're going to be on Twitch, baby. Yeah, like we're going to do something <laughs> like that down the line, especially once we get our studio in Atlanta. So just hold tight on that. Just, you know... Just close your eyes, relax your eyelids, just just listen to well, our the TikTok voices. channel is coming. We've yeah. been working on our dances all summer, but we got to get them right. When the five of us are back together in the same country, we'll finally be able to launch our dance That's careers. Right. It does stink for some people who who used to watch us on YouTube. People are creatures of habit. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but at the same time, this medium allows us to just chill. No mm -hmm. makeup. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, speak for yourself, Taz. <laughs> uh, yeah, the powder room is open here in my basement. Go on, go on in. But I mean, there is obviously a huge difference in the medium. You know, I bring up the makeup. I bring up the, the cameras as well. There's just something that you can't replicate on television that we tried to do when we went from podcasting to television back in 2013. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to being able to be a little less formal. Yeah. Not curse a lot. Maybe just a little, <laughs> maybe never. Uh, but we can be us and go as long as we want. And I'm I'm pumped about that. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but here in Atlanta, 
no collars on our shirts. We're talking right. t-shirts galore <laughs> down That's here. Things point. have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. we, I got nothing on my feet right now. We, uh, <laughs> I mean, we rented tuxes up here. <laughs> <in Atlanta>. oh. <laughs> the black tux. Guess we should have talked. This is <laughs> embarrassing. <black> tux, <laughs> uh, very embarrassing. That's all right. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right, though, Tass. Again, this is sort of, uh, we believe this is in our wheelhouse, the, the daily podcasting. Look, everybody's daily podcasting now. We, we were doing it back in like 08 before everyone even knew what a <laughs> podcast was. So, so this is an old hat to us. Um, I guess one more thing here. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadians listening. Woo. We are starting this here on, uh, on October 14th. I totally f- forgot, JD, I don't know about you, that it was Thanksgiving when we were coming up here. <laughs> this was yeah. all this sort of like JD and I coming to, Atlanta, uh, to Toronto to make this happen. Sort of last minute, <laughs> so to speak. Very last minute. It was pretty last minute, and then we got up here on Saturday, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving this weekend. It's great. So it sort of worked out well. You went and saw your family. I saw my family. Uh, saw the in-laws and stuff like that, so yeah. A little hungover today, Whoa. not going to lie. Oh, <laughs> some wine? Day one? Uh, some wine. Yeah, day one? Of course, Tess. Come on. That's actually day two. Uh, yeah, it's day one. Uh, anyways, yes. It's Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. Gotta have a, have a few pops. Yeah, for Some wine. Sure. So happy Thanksgiving to all you Canadians out there. Um, okay, guys. Ready? Is that enough? Enough preamble Let's there? Let's do it, man. Yeah. Let's talk some ball. All right. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Leo's First, relax, relax. Leo's has been <laughs> chopping at the uh, yeah. right. okay. legs are shaking. <laughs> yeah, Let's, man. Let's okay. go. So First we, drop of the season right so there. We, so so we, are, we are doing our burning questions again. That's our NBA season preview. That's how we do it, burning questions. We're not going to throw a number on it this year. Like, we've done 82 in the past, or we've done 50. Like, we just don't care what the number is. Let's just get to as many We're questions. Free. As possible. Podcasting. Yeah, we've got five season previews all week long here. Starting on Monday, October 14th, we'll go through to the Friday, and then really the season kicks off the following week. So whenever you're ready, JD, let's get to uh, well our first question here. Guys, first question. Ooh, that was... It was hot. That Coming was, in hot. Almost felt like a building collapse. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a building collapse. All right, first question here. Oh, we're starting with a big one. Guys... Who wins MVP of the 2019-20 season test? Why don't you get us started? Who you got, man? I've got Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Trey Young. Woo! Um, I think the, the biggest thing that Joel Embiid had to work on at the end of last season was his body, and that's a good sign for an MVP. Just be less fat. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that's, uh, you know, all the skills are there. He's got everything going for him, but as we saw in the playoffs, uh, he wasn't himself. He was a little bit sick, but also his body broke down. And I think going into last season, it was the same objective. It was get my body right and show everybody that I can play night in and night out. And that was a mistake because he tried to go October, November. He didn't miss a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think he sort of broke down as the season went on. Uh, this year, I think he's going to be smarter about it. He already is being smarter about it. He's lost 20 pounds, and I don't think you're going to see him throwing down a burger pregame on those <laughs> massage tables like he was last year. He, he's, he even told Zach Lowe that his diet has changed uh, to some degree. I think the Sixers are going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference on defense or, or very much up there because they're unstoppable or because, I mean, they, you can't score on them, really. And Al Horford and, and Josh Richardson are going to be huge reasons for that. But Joel Embiid, I think, will get the credit because Al Horford never gets credit for anything in That's this right. league. Uh, and the Sixers, being in the Eastern Conference, I think is, is a... a you know, it's a factor every single year that, like Giannis last year, you probably get a few more wins because you're in the East rather than the West, where mm-hmm. every you know it's everybody will be killing each other. So I'm taking him over a, 
a very, very tough field. It's going to be, I think, a lot like last year where it's a dogfight. Trey, you sounded excited when he said Joel Embiid. Are you, oh, yeah, are you I'm rolling with Embiid wow. as well. You look at the numbers. Last year, 28, 14, and 4. Those are MVP numbers. It yeah. just happened to be that Giannis came out of the gate so strong and the Bucks were such a good team that he kind of seized the award and the front-runner spot for most of the season. And Embiid was never really able to make up that ground, especially because, like Tass is saying, 64 games for Joel Embiid last year, and that was a career high. The guy has had injury problems in the past, like Tass is saying. He's worked on his body this year. Surely the Sixers are going to want to do a little bit of load management on him. But if he's able to play, you know, between 70 and 77 games, like something like that, where he's he's putting some more time in on the court, I think the, the fact that he can be so dominant offensively, also a possible defensive player of the year candidate, because we know the Sixers are going to be good on defense. Their record's going to be good. He's going to perform. I'm, I'm rolling with Embiid. I don't necessarily see Giannis winning back-to-back MVPs. Shaq won one MVP in mm. his career. Are they going to give Giannis two back-to-back? Have another Steve Nash thing where Shaq brings it up time and time again? I don't know. So, yeah, for this season, at least before they've played any games, I guess I'll go with Joel Embiid. But you guys are sort of, in a weird way, making the case maybe not to pick Embiid because, like you were saying, Tass, at the beginning last year, Embiid was playing a ton of games. He was playing a ton of minutes. And then we saw what happened to him. He sort of broke down. And, yes, he's. I get that he's like you know, getting in better shape and looking awesome and stuff like that. But like, why won't, like, why will he play 70 games? Why should he maybe even play 70 games is what the Sixers might be looking at. And that could hurt like an MVP candidacy, I guess what is why I'm that's, bringing that that's up. That's fair. But he had a knee injury late in the season yeah. because I think he tried to fight through it. He, because he was trying to prove everybody that he could play every single night. He was heavier. I think he'll take a break last year. He didn't miss a game till December. I think you'll see him miss a game in November or two or three. And and as Trey said, the number, it doesn't really matter. Uh, as long as you're not a Kawhi Leonard, um, yeah, that's you, a, you can't well, be that well, low. Yeah, you can't be that low. And B played 64 games and Kawhi played, what, 60, right? Yeah, you yeah. just can't be that low. But, but it, I th- in I the it, 70s, it's okay. Yeah, I think it also depends on why you're not playing those games. If he's just sitting them out, I think that counts against him because that's why I think Kawhi can't win MVP if he's just taking a quarter of the season off. But if he's injured, I think that does then you sort of go, well, this guy was injured and he still put up these numbers and he was still that dominant. That could work in your favour. Um, that, that's just the way I look at it like that. I think Kawhi doesn't care at all about MVP. That's why he... Hey, I've got a quote for that. Out. Oh, yeah? Because Kawhi, at some point in his career... You know that website, brainyquotes.com? Yes. yes. Certainly, yeah. yeah. At some point, it's the most generic website ever. It's not, it's not sourced. It's not... It, there, there is no chronology on it. So this is a, definitely it. a legit it quote. Definitely, yeah. But Kawhi said, I don't care about winning the MVP. The MVP doesn't mean you're the best player in the league. Yeah. Right. He doesn't yeah. care. He's no, a he spur. doesn't. He's he a spur care. at heart. I think if he really wanted to, I think he would say, I'm playing 82 games. He would go for it and could probably win it. Right. I think. I think. But no, he's, he's, yeah. he's clearly... His focus is on winning championships. And, and I mean, the, you know, the, what he did last season worked perfectly for him. So I don't see why he would change that this year. So who you got? Uh, well, I, uh, Giannis and Embiid were two of the guys I looked at. But I'm actually going with uh, Nikola Jokic out in Denver. Mm, yeah. And now, look, it's uh, you, you guys mentioned the defensive Embiid, which is true. He's a much better defensive player than Jokic. But this is an offensive award. Because if you look at guys who have won in the past, James Harden, not a great defensive player. Steph Curry, not a great defensive player. You know, Derek Rose, go back in the time. Well, uh, Kevin Durant, West, yeah. Westbrook, not a great defensive player. It's all about offense. And I think Jokic last year, he finished fourth in MVP voting. He played 80 games, even though he's a guy we look at and we don't think he's in tremendous shape. But I just think the way that he really functions on offense and he does everything for the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets are bringing back basically the same team from last season. So you look at it out in the Western Conference, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Warriors, they're going to have a lot of new faces, whereas the Nuggets are going to be very much the same. They've got that huge home court advantage where 
he just shines. He improved defensively as well last season. And I think that it's possible... Jokic could even get a triple-double from the centre position. Yeah. He only averaged seven and a half sure. assists a game last season. Now I think he was fourth in assists in the league. Right, and, and the triple-double has lost a little bit of its luster. Until a centre does it. Exactly, and that's why I think he might do something that we haven't seen before. Uh, shoots good percentages. I'd like to see that three-point percentage increase a little bit. It's only 30% last year. Feels like he shot better. Um, so I just think he's going to stand out. He's going to have big numbers. The Nuggets going to win a lot of games. Giannis, you mentioned, it's kind of like, okay, how do you... How do you wow us again, Giannis? He'll put up probably 27 and 15 and have a great season. The Bucks might win 60, but it's like, yeah, you did that last year. We need someone to stand out. So uh, Embiid, again, I think 60 games is probably about where he's going to play, and I think that counts against him. So I'm taking Jokic. In, in both of these picks, Jokic and then you guys going with Embiid, are you basically assuming that either of those teams, the Nuggets or the Sixers, are going to sort of have the best record? Uh, in either of their conferences and be flirting with the 60-win mark? Like, w- like when I do the Embiid versus Giannis repeating again, that's sort of where I come down to. It's like, which team is going to have that, you know, closer to the 60 wins or or the most wins in that conference? I think that might be what sort of determines it outside of a guy, like, of course, getting injured and missing a chunk of games when it comes to Giannis and Embiid. So is that sort of your way of saying in a, both Tassin and Trey, like, you think the Sixers might have a better record than, than yeah, the Bucs? Well, I think that they might make more of an improvement, if that makes sense. I think that the, the Sixers okay. have more room to grow, and then you can look at the, the players that are still on that team and say, wow, look at the improvement that Joel Embiid made. Maybe he only averages 30 a game, which is two points more than he averaged last year, but if they win eight more games because they don't have to deal with bringing Jimmy Butler in a month into the season, then bringing Tobias Harris in two months into the season, if they're able to just kind of roll with the team they've got for the entire year, I think they challenge for... Yeah. Uh, for the number one seed, and it's the same with the Nuggets. Like you're saying, the continuity, bringing your entire team back, you're just ready to go from the start. I, I do like that Jokic kind of went the opposite way of Embiid. Everybody's like, Embiid, you got to work on your body. You got to trim down. Jokic didn't. He's just going to run guys over. You see that picture of him like holding the mic sideways yeah. from media today. The guy looks like a boss. Uh, yeah. Those guys are both, uh, those are my top two choices as well. Like you're saying, Skeets, the continuity of both teams means they're going to challenge for the number one seed, and those two guys are going to be the big reason why. Yeah, I think they, the biggest part of playing in the Eastern Conference this year, I know, I know it's sort of a repeat of, of the storyline for the last five years, but you get extra wins for playing in the East, especially this year, when it's going to be a dogfight for 11 to 12 teams in the Western Conference to make the playoffs. I think the Sixers and the Bucks will be hovering around 60 wins, but you won't get a 60-win team in the Western Conference. I don't think a team will really come close to that. Um, I think it'll be a little bit lower. So that big advantage to the East. Uh, and, and as far as Jokic goes, people think the Nuggets maybe punched above their weight a little bit last year because they had so many close wins, uh, and maybe their win total drops off a bit. If they're not the number one seed like they were last year, that hurts Nikola Jokic's chances. It like Giannis in the Eastern Conference. Like you know, if they if the storyline isn't the exact same, if he isn't the number one seed, then, then that hurts. And uh, the, I mean, we, we we didn't even name James Harden. We didn't name Steph. Uh, well, I haven't made my pick yet. Yeah, I haven't made my pick yet, my man. Yeah, the, uh, okay. let me let me hit you with this real quick. The MVP odds. It's interesting. You guys like I heard Trey say like Embiid and Jokic, sort of his top guys. They're quite low on the MVP odds list. This is from I guess Bovado, like October eighth. Giannis is the favorite, plus three hundred. Then Curry plus five fifty, LeBron plus six fifty, Anthony Davis plus seven hundred, Harden plus eight hundred, Kawhi plus nine hundred, Embiid and Jokic down there at plus twelve hundred, and then you got Paul George and Lillard and goes on and on and on. 
I I was leaning towards taking Embiid, but I don't want to have three of us backing him. I, I love the, like what you guys are saying about it. You look at his numbers, even to Giannis last year, they're pretty similar um, across the board. Of course, Giannis playing in eight more games, though, and having the better record and stuff like that, and, and much more efficient because Embiid's got to raise that up. But I'm... Uh, why can't Giannis go back-to-back? I mean, if he puts up the exact same numbers, or if not a little bit better, and maybe shows that he's got like a bit more of a shot, or even a bit of a more of a three-point shot, and they're the best team still in the league, like, what would be the reason? Why would anyone be able to go like, oh, he doesn't deserve it again? If he increases his efficiency, adds some more elements to his game, and his team dominates still. It's like, we've seen guys go back. I mean, we've had, he would be the fourth guy since like 06 to go back to back. Like we've had Nash, LeBron, Curry, of course, has done it. So I'm, in a weird way, I'm going, I'm like default now going back to Giannis, I think, as my pick for MVP. Though I, though the Curry angle is interesting as well, because every time he doesn't play with the Durant and now no Clay, the guy looks unstoppable. So, the, I mean, maybe there's a reason why those guys are the favorites in Vegas. I guess one of the things going against Giannis is winning. And I know that's it's obviously a regular season MVP, but you know Steph won, LeBron won, and I think I think that factors into the Giannis situation. You're right; he ha- he could do the exact same thing, but that's it's a knock against him. It, it's it's a, like a James Harden thing. Yeah, these are regular season numbers, fantastic, but you have to wow us in a, in another way. And I think winning. Winning hurts him a little bit, and voter fatigue always hurts. Okay, think, but what, and, what, sure. and what about that? What about that Curry point I bring up though? Like where he Curry just literally it. looks like he's could, he might have to score for all we know. You know, like thirty five, like like Harden like numbers. Well, he had forty in a preseason game right. the other night, Steph. Uh, you know, and they brought in D'Angelo Russell, I think, to help carry the the load offensively. They want someone else who can score, who can run the point. So Steph is going to be a lot more of a shooter this season than we've seen in past. The Warriors are still going to be good. They're probably not going to win, you know, more than sort of fifty fifty five games but if they get to that mark that's going to be heavily on Steph I think um, so there's no question that if he goes out there and says remember me guys remember I was the two time MVP first time unanimous I can still play this game I'm still pretty good we weren't just all about Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson he can definitely draw some eyeballs to him again but it's also a, a little bit like what is he going to do that we haven't seen before he's going to have to do something that really stands out I mean he could he could score 30 32 a game lead the league in scoring but it's kind of like that's what we see from Steph all the time so it's going to be no, hard for but him. no but the difference is we haven't seen that for a little bit right it's been a while yeah. since we've seen that the one man Curry show because of his team that he's had with KD there and all of his guys so it is a bit of like it, it, if anything that narrative might help him it might be like oh yeah right there, Steph Curry can do this yeah. um, when he's you know asked to be the, the lone guy sort of offensively so I, that might actually help his case especially because you know, we'll get to it throughout these season previews, but some people are, like, writing off the Warriors for crying out loud. They're like, oh, you know, they'll be just getting into the playoffs. Or, you know, some people are even going as far to say they won't even make the playoffs. So <laughs> if they're suddenly still, like, one of the best teams in the league because of what Curry can do offensively and maybe Draymond defensively, then I think that, that does help his MVP narrative, which is such a big part of this thing. Well, not to mention the Warriors actually have to play during the regular season for mm-hmm. the first time in three years. So, oh, yes. you know, Curry's going to go out there yes. not only... Does he have to play? He has to play well. The Warriors are an incredibly thin team. If they're able to make a run at a top four seed in the West, it's going to be because Curry's at 35 a game. And if he's able to do that with uh, Clay Thompson missing half the season, probably Kevin Durant, obviously, in Brooklyn now, he'll he'll get some votes. He's, he's a dark horse guy for sure. And I think Lillard uh, falls into the same sort of uh, realm as Curry. You know, last year he was 26, 5, and 7. Lillard was played 80 games. The guy's going to perform well. 
the Blazers have changed. If they're able to be competitive like they have been for the past couple of seasons, they finished third in the West back-to-back years. Seems crazy to think. Yeah. Lillard has been carrying them. I think he will get Curry-like votes, too, especially considering the changes amongst the Blazers. And can I bring up, like, why, why are we not talking ourselves into any sort of LeBron or even an Anthony Davis? Is it the sort of similar thing where it was the KD Curry thing, where it's just these two guys sort of cancel each other out in a weird way when it comes to it? Aren't uh, the haters going to keep the yeah. award from Anthony Davis? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to be like 35 and 15, I feel like, an undeniable MVP for people to feel comfortable voting hmm. for him. Hmm. And he's already got a thumb injury right, right now. Right. So he's, he's likely, he's a guy we know has missed a lot of games in the past. So he's probably going to miss some games. And I also think LeBron is going to probably sit out at least a quarter of the season, whether it's injury or load management right. this season, just because we saw how effective it was with Kawhi. And also LeBron had his worst injury season of his career last season. And I think he's going to probably go into it this season going, you know what, back-to-backs, maybe only play one of those. And so he might sit out a lot. Um, but if, also, they have, if they have a good record, though, Anthony Davis will probably get the credit because I, I imagine LeBron's going to sit out way less yeah, than but, AD, who's played 75 games the last two years. LeBron, I mean, we've talked about it so many times, he should have won five or six MVPs. If he hasn't won those in those years gone by where he was clearly the dominant best player on his team, I, I just don't think he can do it now. I think uh, I think he's won all the MVPs. And he's, he's talking up having Anthony Davis do so much more, right? Yeah. He's talking about just dumping it to him on the wing and letting him creator letting him create from the elbow i'll believe it when i see it but at least he's talking the game of i want anthony davis yeah. to win mvp rather than myself right? I, I, you know i would love to be in Bronny jr's shoes because like you just said lebron talks up anthony davis i, I imagine he talks up his son so well like before <laughs> games come on Bronny yeah. jr yeah get out there Bronny jr and do your thing because because he's done that in the past you know he does it for he did it for Kyrie. sure he's good he's he's a really really good teammate and uh, yeah i think it's time he passed the torch and uh, a guy like you, you, you said LeBron could have won it a lot of times with those numbers. Like James Harden scored 36 last year, <laughs> and he didn't win. So there's no chance he wins it. Wow. I think Russell Westbrook, yep. Russell Westbrook will take some of those points from him, and that's a good thing for the Rockets. He just he, Even if they have the number one seed, I, 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 I doubt Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. the thing is James, Hart, James Harden wants the MVP. He's going to win. Maybe, maybe this is the year uh, he doesn't want it. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, the way he's talked in the offseason, though, suggests that he desperately wants another MVP. Definitely. He must, he must yeah, always. Yeah, James yeah. Harden must have, like, the nicest mantle ever in his house. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta get stuff up on that mantle. Like, look at that. Yeah. Like, that is just a centerpiece of the room, and I need trophies and hardware to put on that. Because you're right, he, mm. he, lo- he loves the idea of wanting to go win it. But, yeah, I'm sort of with you. Even if he... And he could. That's the crazy part. He could still average that 36, if not more... And it's tough to like. Well, if he's averaging him. more than that with Westbrook on his side. I know, which I honestly crazy. think is sort of in play still, but I, I still can't see the yeah. voters for some reason giving it to him. I don't know why. I see the assists going down for sure because Westbrook's going to have to handle the ball, but then that means Harden is right. getting yeah. catch and shoots. Yeah. That's going to be efficient. He's, he could be at 36 a game easily. Uh, okay, so everybody's going with really a big guy here. We, yeah. got, we, got, we got Trey and Tass going with Embiid. Got Lee going with Jokic, and and I'm going to go with Giannis. Obviously, a, a very weird, freakish big guy in a different sort of way. I'm, I'm going back to back with him. Just before we move on from this one, anyone have a crazy sort of wild card MVP they want to throw out there? Like we've got our picks in, but like looking down that list of where you're trying to make some crazy money on some crazy sort of bet. Anyone want to make a case for anybody else? A wild card, if you will. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about this one. I thought, should I say it on Good. the first show or not? <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, go ahead, Lee. I oh. think you're going to say what I'm going to say, honestly. <laughs> Doncic. 
No, okay, no, no. okay. Listen, listen. Uh, Doncic already is showing out in the preseason. He looks amazing. <laughs> okay. uh, with Porzingis there, there's no reason why the Mavs shouldn't be contending for the playoffs. Let's say they let's say they win 47, 48 games. Right. Doncic is already a super stud. What are we talking yeah. about? You're going to give a guy stud. who won 47 games the MVP and barely made the playoffs? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like I've been so super impressed by him already. Uh, he's got the full bag of tricks. Like offensively, he's, he's shooting three. From Steph like range, he can pass the ball. He's gonna. He could easily average, you know, twenty two and twelve on that team there with Porzingis there now. Could shoot the ball well. The Mavs could surge. Things like that. Okay. I'm guessing. I don't know his odds, but I'm guessing he's probably twenty five to one somewhere around oh, that. I bet it's higher than that. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably yeah. high. I mean, I, look, he's not going to win it, but I'm just saying I'm going to have a whole lot of fun watching him this season to see if, uh, you know, what is he twenty twenty one that that because Derek Rose wanted a twenty two. You know, could this guy actually be? You know, this this sort of a caliber player in his second season in the NBA. It's possible. I love it, Lee. That's what I was looking for with this question. And I'll, I'll do you one better, I think. Oh, yeah. My crazy Pozingas. wild card. No. <laughs> Zion Williamson. You heard me. Whoa. At plus, look, look. At plus 10,000. All right. Good plus 10,000. Great value. And I look, very unlikely. I get it. Sort of silly. I get it. It has happened before in NBA history where a rookie has won MVP and ROI. Wes Unseld and Will Chamberlain. So, like, two of the greatest of all time. I get it. Is Zion on that level? Probably not, especially in today's league where we have all these stars we're talking about. But it's like... Wes Wilt Williamson. Hey, Candace. WWW by the website. Um, but the, the Pelicans, are thir- they were 33 and 49. And if they exploded, and, like, in the first year, you know, Zion experiment here, like, it would have to be incredible. Like, but if they won 20 more games... And he, with all these highlights, with like throwing up like sort of a 2010 type of line and assists in there and stuff like that, you could see a case being made for him that it's like, whoa, look what he did coming in here. And he would garner some votes. That's just a crazy wild card. I'm sprinkling a little bit there on Zion. <laughs> Plus nice 10,000. Plus 10,000. Hey, you, you guys could buy a visa and get back <laughs> in the country with that kind of money. <laughs> I, will, I will say this about Zion. I was down there at the uh, Phillips Arena, uh, State Farm Arena Fortress, uh, <laughs> yeah. to see the Pelicans first. <laughs> wow, that was a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Pel- State State Farm State Farm the Pelicans <laughs> first preseason game. And a couple of things stood out to okay. me. Like, his body is just incredible oh, for his oh, size. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, yeah. you know. I 30 mean, minutes, we're he's Charles Barkley he's Charles Barkley yeah. with that sort of size and that already you know he's got the great big wide frame there and also his touch around the rim yes. for a young guy yes. is remarkable uh, he's got good hands he can put the ball on the floor so he can get inside he's not going to shoot a high percentage from outside but that doesn't matter if he's going inside and getting you know shooting you know 60 65 percent just because every shot is in the paint yeah he's going to put up 20 points a game yeah so um, he's going to stand out he's, he's, he's got some Barkley in him he's got some Larry, oh, yeah. Larry Johnson, he's got some Blake there. It's uh, and then you can compare him to all the football players that people do, like Lawrence Taylor and stuff like that. He's he's a freak. And you're right, he's not not just like dunking <laughs> on guys, Lee, but he can like take oh. the hit. Like you saw the one in Go- against Gobert. Yeah. Like he can take the hit, and he's got a soft touch um, to you know flip it up off the glass. So is he the new worst guy in the league to take a charge on? Oh. I mean, it was LeBron oh. for the longest time. I, I think would, Zion now is yes. that guy. Yes, I would think so. Imagine that guy coming at you. Oh my but, god! But I do think he's the new best guy to hug. For <laughs> best hugger in the league. I don't, I don't know. What about Jokic, man? There's a uh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus is still in the league too. Let's not forget him. He's a got a chiseled. beautiful, big pair uh, of arms. This, uh, <laughs> I, 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 we'll, I mean, we'll get into it later about the teams that don't make the 
playoffs in the Western Conference, yeah. but the Pelicans, they're right there. Yeah. I, you know, it'd be so fun to see them get in, for sure. Um, we're, we're taking a road trip when you guys get back down here. So it's, it's only a seven-hour road trip to okay. New Orleans. Wow, that'd be fun. Go see a postseason Party game. time. Okay, our next question here. Who is your must-watch League Pass team? All right, shout-out to Zach Lowe and his League Pass rankings. Who do you guys have on your must-watch League Pass team? Trey, let's start with you. What if I told you that the most watchable team in the league wears black and white and has a gray court? I'm rolling with the Brooklyn Nets as my League Pass team of the year. I also like to go a little further. I like to go down uh, with regards to national games. I don't want a team that's in the top ten of national games. I want a team that's actually on League Pass. Yeah. Zach Lowe mentioned it in his column. They've got incredible announcers. Ian Eagle, maybe the best play-by-play guy in the game. They're a fun backcourt to watch. Kyrie Irving is one of my favorite guys to watch. I think he will be a little bit more fun to play with this year after the way things went down in Boston last year. Spencer Dinwiddie, fun. Karis LeVert, fun. You're getting some blocks and some dunks from Jarrett Allen and DeAndre Jordan. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. The gray court looks awesome. And, you know, they do a pretty good job of... Coming up with creative uniforms. I'm not totally convinced on these wild and out graffiti ones they have right now. We'll see what it looks like when they're on the court. But I, they I'm looking the forward list? to the Nets. Are they down the list on the national TV games played? I, I, you, they're 12th. They're oh. 12th in national okay. TV games. Yeah, which I kind of thought was a low number, actually, yeah. for them. For the, yeah, it, it is yeah. a little bit for them. Okay, are you going to invest Nets? in Spencer Dinwiddie's uh, contract? Well, you know, if I was allowed to, I would definitely buy some Spence coin, Dinwiddie dollars. I don't know what he's going to be calling it, but yeah, I, I would do it just to be able to do it, except for I'm pretty sure that the initial investment has to be $100,000, uh, so okay. i got to wait for my Bitcoin to pay off before I can buy Dinwiddie dollars. Yeah, it, was, it was deemed illegal, right, by yeah, the league, but, he, but now yeah. he's appealing it. He's definitely like digging his heels in on this. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, because he's saying, like, we, like, him and his lawyers, obviously, and everything, he's like, we did the work. Like, we... We knew this could be an issue, and we like it doesn't you know violate the CBA or stuff like that. Yeah. Is what he is saying. I I every time I read something about this plan, the Dinwiddie dollar plan, it's like I get more confused. I I'm I'm not good at this type of stuff. I'm gonna need Money Mellis to explain it to me <laughs> when I get back to Atlanta. Like this this sort of cryptocurrency thing. Yeah. Or you what's like going re- on. you like wrestling. Yeah, it's simple as this. DDP. Dinwiddie dollar plan. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Spend, spend, yeah. spend some Dinwiddie dollars. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. That's too bad, though, because tracking the DDP would be really, really fun. You know, like you see, like the ups and downs of the DDP market. Hopefully it goes through. All right. So All you're, you're going with the net. You're going with the nets. Okay. That's an interesting. Uh, you know, you know, you know why I, 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 I don't think many people would pick that, although they're a very likable team last year. It's because of who they signed. Yeah, they've just become they become a superstar type team. Yeah, Kyrie, Durant, who wasn't a very likable guy. Yeah. Last Durant's year. obviously not playing though, so they get right. this that, that sort of like free hit almost, like sell us first. Yeah, sure, yeah. exactly. It's and the Kyrie I, factor though yeah. for me. Why he wouldn't? Why they wouldn't be picked? Although oh, yeah. you know, I mean, they uh, went from a lovable bunch to a, yeah. a not so lovable bunch. I'm on the opposite side of most people with regards to Kyrie Irving. The guy won a championship, hit the biggest shot in Cavs history, and then in the uh, locker room to me he said he loved our show so i'm gonna root for this guy no matter what happens but i also like his general weird philosopher vibe you know like i don't necessarily believe everything he says i don't know if he believes everything he says (laughs) but i like that he'll say it he's a he's a different character and to me that's all right yeah he makes our show a lot better Mm -hmm. he's quote Mm. Um, Who's right. next? What about yeah? Who you guys? Uh, okay, I'll go. I've got uh, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they were Me too. one of the most fun teams to watch last season, no doubt about it. Truth. With uh, Darren Fox and Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield last season 
had the fourth most three-pointers made, seventh most all-time in a season with 278 on 43% shooting, but kind of under the radar. I don't think a lot of people really sort of realised just how good he was last season. And they come in this scene, Bogdan Bogdanovic at the World Cup was awesome too for his team. So I think they're going to have a lot of guys out there shooting, having fun. They're a fun team to watch. And also Dwayne Dedman is signed there, and I want to make sure he stays in Sacramento because he scared the hell out of me when he was down here in Atlanta. <laughs> no, but look, the, the Kings last season, things were moving along so nice for them they were in the playoff race and then it just sort of fell apart that last push of the season that last probably 15 or 20 games I think this year they're going to be better uh, Bagley I expect him to be a, a much better player and they're just they're a you fun got a team new, uh, you got a new coach and Luke Walton too. that's right they got Luke Walton part. there yeah so Who might even make the pace like push the pace even more with, with, with Fox. you, you expect fast. with these young players that that's exactly what they're going to do just get out and run I mean with, with Fox of course he's maybe the fastest player in the league so they want to run uh, they're one of those teams that, that just you just sort of feel that this is the start of something that could really be special in in three or four years' time. The, so the, this is bogus, though, that you can pick the Sacramento Kings know, as your league, as your league pass team because you're never <laughs> staying up late enough to watch a, a Kings game. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's true, it's true. But I do get up and I watch them in the morning. Okay, that's fair. So you like the Kings as well, there, Tess? Yeah, I, I'm jumping all over the Kings. I know you've been a, a Kings supporter for a while, that's right? Skeets. But they are just—they're so likable. I think part of it is because they're really young. They're that up-and-coming team. You can sort of jump on the bandwagon now, and they make the postseason. You can be excited for them. They're sort of like the college team in the NBA. Uh, they go really, really deep. I think that's nice for a West, Western Conference team. Mm-hmm. Their second unit is very good. Uh, it's not like, you know, sometimes you get a second unit in a Western Conference team. It's bad basketball. They go 11 deep, which is both a blessing and a curse, I think, for them. But their second unit, Bogdan Bogdanovich is on it, tossing alley-oops to Dwayne Dedman. I watched a preseason game the other, last week, and I was pumped to watch these alley-oops to Dwayne Dedman, who I, I didn't appreciate. That guy, is a, that guy is a gazelle. He's actually a lot more nimble uh, than, than he looks. Yeah. Uh, and they're just... And I think it starts with De'Aaron Fox. Um, that guy is, he's a superstar in the making, but he is a really, really likable superstar. He's not a superstar who's... Very charismatic. Yeah, he's charismatic, and he cares about his teammates. He's not a guy who just needs to get his. He's already talking about how they blew a lot of big leads mm. uh, last year yep. and how they're going to be focused in that locker room not to do that. And if it starts with like that with him, I think it's, it's going to trickle down. And I was a guy in July when we did it. We're, we were called the free agents back then, and we were doing a podcast. <laughs> I thought the Dwayne Dedman, Trevor Ariza, Corey Joseph investment into those three guys, into a team that's not quite there, they didn't really make a lot of sense to me at, at the time. Um, but now, now when you look at it and you watch Darren Fox and you watch Bogdan and you watch Marvin Bagley and that ridiculous athleticism, I have no idea where he's going to play. Uh, what position he plays, but I think there's just enough there. Uh, and, and there's such a good group of guys that, you know, they can trade a couple of those pieces and they're going to have to because they have 11 guys. See a Nemanja Bielitsa, see a Harry Giles. So there's just, there's just too many guys there. Um, but they're, they're good Western Conference, nice late night watch because they're going to be good up and down the roster. I love and they're, they're going to play fast, like, like you said. And, and people are saying, well, uh, people will be, the other teams will be ready for that next year. Um, but I've got a trade later on Whoa, that's going to wow. solve that. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. Question later. Okay. The only knock on the Kings, no doubt, is you're getting a lot of Harrison Barnes. There's right. a whole lot of Harrison Barnes. You guys named about every other player on yeah, the roster who is fun to watch except for Harrison Bo. Barnes, and he's the highest paid player, and they yeah, brought him. Yep. They re-signed Back. him this summer, and Back. if you watch Team USA over the summer, 
Not a fun watch. Harrison Barnes. No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a fair You're not a wrong there. I, I love to hear all this Kings love. You're right. I was, uh, I was a big fan going into last season. And uh, Star Fox. I'm all in on De'Aaron Fox because you guys you knocked it out of the park likeable. with all the praise for him. Um, I remember this, this question, like this must-watch League Pass question. It was going around on Twitter during the summer. I was I was bored, so I gave it a little retweet and threw my answers in. You couldn't pick your, like you couldn't pick your own team, so I couldn't say the Raptors or stuff like that. I tweeted my three teams were the Kings, okay, no brainer. I threw the Hawks in there. I think the Hawks are going to be yep. a, obviously no an enjoyable, fun watch. And then I threw the Bulls as my That's third right. team, and I got a lot of people going like, "What the Chicago Bulls? You think they're going to be a must-watch league pass team? Like why?" I'm high on these Bulls. I think they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're obviously young as well. Talented core. Zach Levine, you know, hopefully back and, and fully healed from his injuries last season. And when he is going, I've been watching him in preseason. He looks fantastic. I know it's preseason and none of it really matters. But he is got a quick first step right now and already throwing out some nice dunks. Otto Porter Jr. was great for him when they came over. When he came over, Lowry Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr., if they can stay healthy, I like what you're going to get from those two guys as your bigs. And then rookie point guard. They got a point guard in Kobe White. I can't take my eyes off this guy. His, he's got the craziest herky-jerky type of game I've seen in a while. And I, I, for some reason, I love it. Um, so you put all those together. You got Boylan going crazy. You know, like Zach Lowe was writing. Like he's sweating and yelling and crouching and stuff like that. He's like, he, uh, Zach Lowe compared him to uh, motivational speaker Matt Foley. <laughs> SNL, which is like spot on. So there's got that little uh, little coach angle there. They're bringing back the Michael Jordan era pinstripe black throwbacks. Love it. I think they're just like they're gonna be sneaky fun to watch with all their young guys. And then oh yeah, like the Kings, they sort of they added some you know savvy vets into the mix like Thaddeus Young and Sadoransky. I think if they're healthy, this team is not only going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be, they're going to, they're going to surprise a lot of people, and and that's why I've got them on my list. That's that was my reasoning, and a big part is like I like that they got a point guard now to hopefully set up some of these guys uh, with Kobe White, who can also hit a three when, especially a corner three when he's open. So Chicago Bulls, Trey, I'm all in this year. I'm happy to hear somebody else see, say it because you're a hundred percent right on everything that you just said. <laughs> My dad was in town over the weekend, and I was asking him every single question. Like, all right, who's your most last league pass team? He's like, ah, I don't know, maybe the Bulls. Yeah. Who's your most improved player? <laughs> uh, Zach Levine's looked incredible yeah. in the player season. Uh, who's, uh, who's your team that's going to make the playoffs out of a surprise? I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls do it. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you're insane. He's like, yeah, I know I'm a homer, but they're going to be good. They're going to be better. They've got all pro players, yep. like you're saying. The key is going to be, will Boylan let them play fast? I hope so. Uh, I would love to see Kobe White get a lot of time. He played like 18 minutes uh, last night, took 16 shots, zero assists. You love to see it from a point guard, but he's out there having a good time. He's fun <laughs> to watch. The team is going to be better. And I don't know, at least they're talking up the idea of positionless basketball. It feels like the Bulls are getting into the 21st century. Welcome. Yeah, and like, look, Markkinen, he only played in 52 games last year. Carter Jr., 44. Levine, he got injured. He was in 63. You know, Otto Porter Jr. coming over. Like, we haven't really, we haven't really seen this team with these guys, if they're all healthy, play together for a good chunk of the season. Um, so, and again, you throw in and Young and Sadoransky, two guys I love, two guys I would always want on my team to help my chances to win games. There's something there, and and especially because there's like very very low expectations still. I think they might surprise a lot of people um, on any given night. I think there's just going to be fun to watch with with some of these guys. So there's our must watch league pass teams. With all of these questions, by the way, jump on Twitter. Let's hear from you. You know, at No Dunks Inc. hashtag No Dunks if you want to, and let's hear your answers. All right, next one. Let's keep it moving, guys. 
Which Western Conference team will be most heartbroken come April? You know, mid-April there. Basically, what I'm asking is, which one of these teams that thinks they're going to make the playoffs is not going to make the playoffs? Because there's so many teams in, in the loaded Western Conference. I'll just say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, what's the point right now of what they're doing? <laughs> no, because they made the playoffs two seasons ago with the Jimmy Butler era. And you thought, okay, things are maybe improving here. They didn't make any significant moves in the offseason. They've got a stud in Carl Anthony Towns, who's not even the highest paid player on the roster. You know who that is? Andrew Wiggins. Mm. Uh, they, but you don't expect them to make the playoffs. No, but yeah. I think they expect like they're going to start, you know, to to make some progress around, yeah. again. Yeah, but they won't. They they just yeah. won't. They, they they have to move on from Wiggins because if they don't, I think Towns might be in an Anthony Davis situation where he's like, all right, I want to move on now. But it's year one for him. It's year one of his extension for Towns. They're right. In a, they're in a rebuilding era. I don't yeah. think they're even going to be trying to make the playoffs. I mean, they'll be trying, but I don't think they're expecting But if you're Towns, if you're Towns, what's this, his fifth season, mm-hmm. you don't want the franchise to be like, this is another rebuilding season. You want them to be saying, hey, listen, we start to think we're, we, we're starting to move up now. And I just don't think they are. I just don't think they made any significant move that's going to improve them know. in Definitely the offseason. Yeah. And, 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 and that, to me, if you're Towns, you look at like what the Lakers did, what the Clippers did, what the Pelicans have done, the Rockets. You're going, well, at least these teams are trying things. Instead, we just sort of stood pat and like, you know, we know right now with Andrew Wiggins, he doesn't even want to play for Canada when he should be out there playing. He's got a real, a, a real problem. And if you're Towns, I think you look across the locker room and you're like, all right, what's going on here, guys? Are we trying to win or not? Because if we're trying to rebuild, then get some young players in and let's start to see what we're doing. But I just don't see it. So I just think if you're a Wolves fan and you're Towns especially, you're looking at this situation and going, this is a, a completely lost season for me. And that's not good when, when you've got a franchise player like Towns. He's an all-NBA player. He's an all-star player. It looked like player. they had a great time on their Bahamas trip. <laughs> yeah. who, who was on that trip? Uh, all the Timberwolves. Oh, yeah. They all went together like as a preseason sort of deal. To get Towns together. is like wearing the cool tie-on headband that he won't be able to wear during the season. <laughs> he seems to be fired up about playing for this team. The team seems to be happier, I think, than they were when Jimmy Butler was around. You know, they actually have that's a fresh true. start this year. Yeah, but, that's but, right. Well, that translates it's, to... Yeah. It's like they took a, a two-year detour with Jimmy Butler to try and make the playoffs because they hadn't made the playoffs in 15 seasons yeah. or whatever it was at that time. That paid off. They made the playoffs, and then it was a disaster yeah. by the next fall. I, I think they are in reset mode. They're kind of saying those past two years didn't happen at all. We're building around Carl Anthony Towns. Like you're saying, they got to figure out something with Wiggins. He's yeah. definitely a trade chip because when you're talking about the Wolves, he's just considered a support player right now. He's not a cornerstone or anything like that. they got to figure out where his future lies, but uh, I don't think they're necessarily in a hurry. They just locked up Towns to that monster extension, put a coach in the front office or in the – Kept him on the bench, who he liked. That, I think he's already. Okay, right. can I, let me like look at like lay the sort of landscape of the West here, and I want you guys to either tell me if you agree or disagree. Because I've got the West. When I look at it, it's like four tiers. So I have like playoff locks. I have five teams. Playoff locks. Again, of course, like you know, if they stay healthy for the most part, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, and Rockets. I have those five like. Something drastic would have to happen, you know, and maybe with the Lakers, it's like LeBron and AD both get injured and then, then they're in trouble. But fair. Do you guys sort of agree with those five is like something that would have to go crazy for them to not make the playoffs? Does that yep. make sense? Okay. I, I, yeah. Everybody thinks that I would throw the Warriors in there. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So then I have in my next tier sort of like I've called them playoff staples. I have three teams, the Warriors, like you said, Tass, the Blazers, and then the Spurs. Like those teams are just. They're just always in the playoffs. I mean, for the last little bit here, like they're they're great teams still too. 
Then you got playoff hopefuls, and that's where I get into, like, one of these teams is going to be heartbroken to me, either from this one or from the Staples. Mavericks, Kings, Pelicans, Wolves, and Thunder, maybe, depending on what they do. And then I have no chance in hell. The fourth tier, I have the Grizzlies and Suns. So that's how I sort of, like, that's sort of how I would look at it. So it really is like, there's like eight teams there in that mix. Warriors, Blazers, Spurs, Mavs, Kings, Pelicans, Wolves, and Thunder, where, well, I don't know, like four of them could be upset that they don't make the playoffs. And whether, like, yeah, will they be in contention in March and April trying to get in still? Or does their season sort of derail earlier because they maybe trade like the Thunder could? Or like like Ta- Trey is saying with the Wolves that they don't even think they're going to even be in the mix. But yeah. that's the those are the teams that I'm sort of like trying to zero in on. Like so one, of, one, two, or three of those teams is going to be pretty damn bummed uh, if their season doesn't go to plan. And for me, it's uh, I'm... I think it's the Mavericks. Uh, maybe the Donk puts on a great season. He's a dark horse MVP candidate. He's showing up, up, down ballot. He's getting fifth place votes. Maybe Porzingis comes back after 19 months off. Hasn't played a game in 19 months. Is he going to be good again? Eventually, but maybe not right away. Even if those two guys have great seasons, are you looking at a team that's going to start DeLon Wright, Dwight Powell, going to the playoffs in the Western Conference? I think. I mean, Doncic and Porzingis are a perfect fit. They're modern guys, but they're also still so young. Year two for Doncic. They don't, it'd be great to make the playoffs, but they don't need to. They just need to see that these two guys are both healthy and they fit well together. I don't think they're going to have a great season. I could be wrong if they, if they both pop and it's an ideal fit. But uh, I just don't see them as a team that's actually going to make any sort of noise. Yeah, they have two studs right at the top of the lineup. But that doesn't make ensure that you're a, a Western Conference playoff team right now, which is crazy. And, and that's why... I don't feel right saying this, but I think the most heartbroken team is going to be a team that made the Western Conference Finals last year in the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. It, it, feels, it feels really strange, and it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense, but uh, their 3-4-5 has changed over from last year. They had a really good defensive front line, and Mo Harkless, Al Farouk Aminu, and Yusuf Nurkic, who's hurt, Ennis Cantor at, at the end of the season, is now... Probably Kent Bazemore at the small forward, who's had a rocky couple of years. Mm-hmm. Want to believe in Kent, but will he get back there? The four is Zach Collins, who should be playing the five. And the five is Hassan Whiteside, who does some good things, rebounding the ball. But yeah, can you but, count on him? Yeah, Hassan Whiteside just drifts in and out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's when, a contract year for him, yeah. so who the heck knows? That, well, that's, that's that, the best time to have him. Exactly, yeah, because yeah, you know he's going to put in and contribute. But I just don't think, even though it's a contract year, I just don't think the Blazers see him as their long-term no, sort of guy. They, so, and they have Yusuf Nurkic, but yeah, he's exactly. injured until February yeah. when uh, and who even the heck then, knows even where then, they're going to yeah, be. He yeah. might even miss the entire season. Right. Yeah, the Blazers, it, it, it's, I think we've sort of had this talk about the Blazers the last couple of years. It sort of feels like they always punch above their weight. Sure. Yeah. Blazers fans will say, oh, this yeah. happens every single year. Right. We worry. But, I, but the West is deeper this year. It's even deeper. You know, with 11 or 12 teams, depending how you look at it, even 13, as Skeet said, although, I, you know, I think the Wolves are out. They should If they got D'Angelo Russell like this offseason, like they tried to, maybe it's a different story. Maybe the Warriors should just give them D'Angelo Russell. That would be nice uh, to look at for, the, for their future. But uh, the Blazers, they're really, really top-heavy. They tend to turn it on after January 1. Mm-hmm. Last year, there were a few games above 500 at the end of the calendar year, and that's when they, they turned it around. Can they hang on long enough? Uh, I, I worry about that team. And, and it's crazy because they made the Western Conference Finals, and there was a great article by Jason Quick of The Athletic writing about how they talk now, uh, and Terry Stotts leading it, Damian Lillard leading it, how they talk about getting the most out of their role players in like a championship mode. Like, Forget about Hassan Whiteside. You're not shooting. 
Rebound. Do what you're good at. Be a star in your role. Like Tristan Thompson is, is the j- example that jumps in my head with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. Up and down the roster. Damian Lillard is apparently talking to Pau Gasol in the hot tub or the cold tub, one of the tubs. Uh, and and pa- Pau Gasol is saying to him, you know what Kobe used to say to me? How bad do you want it? How, what are you willing to sacrifice? You have to say that to all your guys. And, and, and Damian Lillard, I think they're, they're starting to turn the quarter mentally, him and CJ McCollum. But again, you had rocks, I think, in, in Harkless and Alfred Camino uh, and even Ennis Cantor. And, and the, the leadership is there, but it, it's just a worry when you ha- go up and down the Western Conference playoff picture. There's just so many teams. Yeah, it but you, dumb, yeah, dumb, but you like feels dumb to vote them out. Yeah, but. exactly. It's sort of Spurs like, right? It's like what you can always do with the Spurs every year. It's like ah, this might be the year that they don't make it, and then then you just always make it because they still have obviously enough talent, especially high end talent in their star players like the Blazers, and they're well coached and they have an identity and they just get it done. And it's like as excited as I am about the Mavericks with you know with KP and Luka and then excited as I am about the Kings and hopefully ending their playoff drought and the Pelicans and how promising they could be it's like at the same time I'm still like that's why I called them playoff staples those three teams it's like no the Warriors Blazers and Spurs they just they're just generally better over a regular season because they 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 just have done it so many times and can go in on those weird back-to-backs or those weird three and fours every once in a while and just somehow pull those wins out in games that maybe they don't have any right winning um just because they 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 play hard and they've got star players to close out the games. I, I can't talk myself into sort of any of those hopeful playoff teams still being better than those those squads above. I them. get it. They're gonna be. They're gonna miss Yusuf Nurkic a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they had him to start the year last year and for much of the year. But now Hassan Whiteside is gonna get the ball way away from the basket. <laughs> so you generally. don't. You he don't says see- he's putting up triple doubles, Tassie. I. You know. I, I think the leadership. <laughs> I, I always bet guys. Maybe over the course of a week, 10 assists. I don't know. He's not a he's natural passer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he's not a natural uh, passer. I don't know. Like, he's got skills, obviously. Miami signed him to this long-term deal because he had skills, and obviously the last three years of his four-year deal have not worked out very well. <laughs> but that's a classic Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, so maybe, he, maybe he shows up yeah. this year. Well, it's, it's possible. It's yeah. possible, yeah. It's, and so, I, and that, should, that could be enough, especially with the leadership there. And, and it's hard to... To say like a guy like Damian Lillard who knocked out the Thunder with that shot and and everything they had going on in their locker room and they got to a Western Conference final voting against them, but uh, so you yeah, don't think I'd the want, Blazers honestly like you think it's in play the Blazers don't make the playoffs? I think so. Wow, I think I think, so. I think there's because the West is so good. There's six locks, yeah. uh, and then the Spurs I think are going to be there. You know because they were they weren't healthy last year. Now they get their guys back. That's seven. The Blazers if they make it I think are are definitely a bottom of the playoff bracket team. Okay. I doubt they have wow. home court advantage. Okay, so until, they, until it's a race for the seeds at the end of the season and every team's within two games yeah. and somehow the Blazers yeah. end up number three again. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that and, and that's this a good, is the most question marks the Blazers have had in a long time. They signed a bunch of guys to big bad deals in 2016 who all played for them for a couple of seasons. They had Aminu, they had Harkless, they had Evan Turner, they had Alan Crabb for a while, shipped him out. They signed a bunch of bad deals, but they were around for a long time. So the continuity, no doubt, has changed. The, you know, three different starters for the first time in three years is, is going to be something to overcome, but I, I tend to side with Lillard. That guy's the man. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wants to win a championship. Yeah. Can he do it? I don't know, but at least he talks a good game. And they can, the- they've got some things to trade as well. Yeah. Sure. They're, because they're, they're thin. You know, besides their one and two, they they are things Zach Collins should probably play the five. Maybe they can find a, a three or a four that mm-hmm. they're they're lacking because they've got Kent Bazemore's expiring. They've got Hassan Whiteside's expiring. 
They, they need depth. Yeah, for all the continuity that they've lost, they've kept Lillard and McCollum together, and Lillard's shown that he can work with other guys. He just needs these other guys to understand, hit the shots when you're open, set some screens, I'll do all the heavy work, because he can carry that team. And CJ, I mean, you expect CJ to be, as always, in contention for an all-star berth. Um, you know, they, they work well together, those two guys. Defensively, it's certainly they're going to be a, a somewhat of an issue, but I just what we've seen from Lillard over the years is he knows how to just get wins. Yeah. And I think the Blazers will be in that same sort of spot again this year. You know, 53, 53 wins last year. I think they'll be hovering around that sort of 47 to 50 win mark again this season and, and, and still just be one of those teams that going into the playoffs possibly make the conference finals but also could get bounced in the first round like we saw two seasons ago so it's a it's a, a little hard to exactly figure out yep i think you're right i'm gonna still have the blazers in my playoff race and, and in the mix i'm gonna go kings though for heartbroken as much as i love them we already talked about them a ton and and they're promising young core and how fun they should be to watch i think it's going to be another year where they are just you know on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs and and they'll be there they'll be they'll be in the mix late late March and and maybe early April but we'll come up a little bit short because again as we've gone through here uh, in pretty significant detail it's just th- these other teams are just better and like and th- they'll be the most heartbroken I think that's the key word here they're going to be more heartbroken to me than than maybe a Mavs or maybe a Pelicans like teams that are still like maybe a year behind the Kings because the Kings won thirty nine games last year and. You know, playoffs were were in play there for a good chunk of the year. They want to get in. That's why they made these signings, Ariza and Joseph and Demon. They want to get in the playoffs and, and, you know, in their new building there and have some playoff games. Um, But I still think it's going to be one more year uh, until we see Fox in the mix because... They're, they were below average on both sides of the ball. I would I would feel better about their chances of being a playoff team if they like were either sort of above average on offense and maybe had a crappy defense or above average on defense, sort of had a crappy offense. They're, they need to improve on both sides of the ball sort of drastically to really be a, a, a solid playoff lock. So I'm going to go Kings once more. They might win a couple more games, but I think it'll just leave them on the outside again. And uh, that'll be heartbreaking. It'll be heartbreaking for me. That's my Western Conference team. Uh, especially now that my Raptors got a championship, I'm like cheering for the Kings to win a title. So I'm going to be heartbroken with this squad. I like those answers, those guys. Uh, all right, our next one. Guys, Tass, we'll start with you. Which star player is most likely to be traded? You already teased it earlier on in this podcast. What do you got? I've, I've got a lot, but okay. uh, let's start with Chris Paul. He's got to get moved. Okay, well, hey. it's not going to be easy. <sighs> It's not gonna. I, I don't know. Every he just got moved. Russell Westbrook <laughs> got, just got moved. I, I think. I think there's a team in the Miami Heat that is going for it. Obviously, with Jimmy Butler um, signing him to a long-term deal, go get Chris Paul. It can happen with a Justice Winslow draft pick package uh, and an expiring or two. There's a, there's enough there. Th- doesn't it feel like him and Jimmy Butler would be perfect together? <laughs> I mean, Oklahoma <laughs> City, uh, Oklahoma oof. City's yeah, it, it could be a little combustible. Both but, of them really ride. Teammates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but maybe yeah. this is the perfect mix. And maybe. they've got a guy in the front office that likes to ride people too, and Pat Riley. He's I think they're gonna go for it. And the Thunder are the perfect trade partner because the Thunder are definitely one hundred percent gonna blow this up. They have to. There's there's just no point in getting all those draft picks for Paul George and and trying to go for the postseason this year with a team that could and, and Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and Steven Adams, but you know, just go get some more picks. Go get that Miami pick. Their first pick they can trade is the 2023 pick, but that's okay. Go in the future. Go do it. I, I, to me, Chris Paul and the Heat sort of makes sense. I kind of want to see Jimmy and the rest of the guys just that type of team, uh, mm-hmm. but 
I think Chris Paul, I think that fits. Yeah, um, on paper, not a bad idea. I think the thing with Chris Paul is they've tried to trade him and just found not a whole lot of, uh, not a big market out there for him because of his contract. The Thunder? Yeah, they, they tried to move on from him pretty much as soon as they traded for him. So that's probably what they're dealing with. Of course, things always change. Once the season gets going, teams struggling a little bit decide, you know what, let's go get him because Chris Paul still a very, very smart point guard. Not as quick as he used to be. He can't shoot the ball as well as he used to be, but he's still a solid, reliable veteran to have on your team. I just think the heat with Jimmy Butler combined with his surrounding cast is Bam Adebayo and Justice Winslow and Goran Dragic. They're not good enough, and I think yeah, they're, they're going to go for no, it. I agree. I, I mean, I, I think Miami, they had a weird offseason anyway, um, you know, by, by adding Jimmy Butler to that team. Like, he's obviously a great player, but they didn't really surround him with other players to help complement that. But yeah. Chris Paul's in a very weird sort of stage of his career now because he, he basically changed the CBA to get that huge contract. Got it. He got it. <laughs> and now he might be on a team that's, you know, not even going to be in the playoffs, maybe. Who some, knows? Some people are high on this Thunder team, well, though, like currently, uh, you know, as, as constructed. The thing is with Chris Paul, maybe in a situation like this where he just has to be the 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 guy who gets everyone else going, gets everyone else involved, this could suit him maybe better that he's not competing with other egos like he has in LA or he has in Houston where he's just like, listen, I'm a point guard. He's, he, we know he's not a score-first type of point guard. He likes to get other guys going. He's got Shy Gilgis Alexander there as well who's kind of, kind of overlapping a little bit by position there. But he can run the pick and roll with Steve Adams forever. Uh, if they get, Steve. You know, I think it's possible that Chris Paul in this... If you go back to his early days in New Orleans, you know, David West was an all-star, but he was an all-star because Paul, yeah. Chris Paul made him an all-star. He's the sort of player who maybe he's better off when it's like, okay, n- there's no one... No one's ego is going to clash with Chris Paul's, I don't think, in OKC. So maybe he just benefits. Mm. Maybe, maybe I retract my offer because he's going <laughs> he's going to clash big time with Jimmy B in <laughs> that Miami. That would be fun, though, for yeah. everybody Let's else. Yeah, it. it could work, though, because Jimmy Gr- Butler is passive-aggressive. Chris Paul is aggressive-aggressive. Yes. So at least you got both sides of the coin <laughs> on right. it. That's right. One thing, though, with the Thunder is that they've never had a bad team in Oklahoma City. So I wonder how much their owners, who are notoriously... Uh, tight walleted Thrifty, would deal with frugal. having a team that is just completely tossing away the yeah. season to, to be the worst team that they've had in franchise history. I, I don't know if that's a realistic thing to expect from a team that, you know, cheaped out on James Harden, as everyone is familiar with. Yes. But I, I, there are certainly trade targets there as well. Steve Adams, uh, <laughs> Dan Gallinari are guys who uh, could be had, I would think, since they, they got pretty big deals for. Uh, older guys who would help for a contending yeah. team. I think. Yeah. I think uh, Gallinari. I think he's an expiring contract too, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. you could see he seems to me like that perfect sort of like because Chris Paul. Like, yeah, a lot of teams would want him, but they don't want that contract and, and how long that goes. But Gallinari, you just you can just picture a lot of teams that are around around the trade deadline. Like, wow, he would really help us out. Oh, he that'd be a nice little some scoring that we could add to our punch here. Like. That makes sense to me that he he will be moved and the Thunder he would be wise to He had a surprisingly good season yeah, last year too. He's a solid player when yeah. he's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That was a thing. He stayed healthy <laughs> and so, you know, he, he was productive. Yeah. yeah, he'll get he'll get dealt. Okay. Who uh, do you guys got? Because uh, I got a few in my pocket. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one one that's very interesting for me is the Bradley Beal situation in Washington because they've offered him a three year, hundred eleven million dollar extension. They offered yeah. him like months ago, and he's hesitated on that. 
And he's hesitated because he's like, all right, what are we doing here, guys? What's the direction of this franchise? And he has to decide by next Monday, the 21st, if he's going to take that option. And if he turns it down, he can still sign, he can still stay and he can sign actually a bigger extension at the end of next season. But if he turns it down, I think he's saying to the Wizards, like, I don't really believe in where this franchise is going. And he is clearly their most valuable trade asset right now. He's still a young guy. We know he's an all-star twice. Uh, he's a great <laughs> shooter. He's in demand. So if you're the Wizards, you maybe think, well, okay, we've offered him this big extension. He's turned it down. Why don't we then try to see what we can get out there in the trademark? Because you're going to get more for him than anybody else. I mean, clearly John Wall, he, he doesn't expect he's even going to be playing this season, so you can't really trade him. And I just think that um, Beal, you know, he's been around that team obviously since he was drafted. And he might be looking himself to, for, for a new start because the Wizards are clearly not a contender right now. He could have a good season this season be being the man. He could easily average, you know, 27 points a game. Oh, easily. You know, around that mark, but it won't really count for anything. I think he's looking to be on a team that is a legit contender and he's looking around the locker room right now and he's saying, sure, all this money is great, but it's not going to take me closer to where I want to be. So, but the, wiz- be... the Wizards keep saying, no, we're not trading him. We're not trading him. I, I know like, that, but, if that's but just... I'm just saying, if he says, well, you've Driving offered me all this money and I don't want it, then if you're the Wizards, why don't you say, well, you know what? He doesn't want to stay. Let's trade him now while he's still got two years left on that deal and we can get some good return for him yeah. before no, he, before be, he gets... You would be able to get a package back for exactly, Bill. Exactly, exactly. I, I so uh, I wouldn't seems... be surprised if that happens. It seems like the perfect match would be the Denver Nuggets, right? Like well, yeah. they, they need another star type player. Um, but I think the Wizards are just too stubborn to trade him unless he goes to the front office and says, I'm out 2021. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. They're offering him an extension for 2021 to 2024. It's a long time from now. It feels like it's yeah. two full years. But I think that, that was also, you know, they wanted to sort of lay it down and say, hey, listen, you're our guy. But he's yeah. also like, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. He was having a good time at the Mystics Championship. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Him and John sure Wall seemed like they were buddies again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you're, that was you're, great. You're to see. a big this this guy was having a good time guy. <laughs> like you're you're into it. If you see somebody having a good time, they like it. Yeah, they're having fun. If somebody's having fun, it looks like they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> but but my point anyway. Again, all these other teams have made changes and and tried to become a contender, whereas the Wizards didn't make any any decisions or any moves that you look at and go, okay, now we can see the Wizards moving forward. So Okay, so where, where do you want to see Bill then? Let, let's, you know, I, I know you hate the trade machine. I know you yeah. hate the hypotheticals. <laughs> but yeah. like Tass is saying, like, is it a Nuggets team that where they could definitely put together like pretty, you know, enticing young talent and picks and yeah. and send them back? Yeah. I, or is there I another guess, team that you'd prefer I mean, to see? I, I mean, the Nuggets would work, but that would mean they would have to give up one of their young players, um, you know, maybe a Gary Harris. Yeah, maybe you a would Gary do Harris. that. You would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, not the, another Wizards. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. got to be enough coming back. Yeah. Would you trade Jamal Murray for Bradley Beal? Ah, that's a, he, Beal's he was, a lot better. Yeah, Beal is yeah. a lot better, but Murray I think has Ooh, got superstar potential as well. Um, that's a tough one, but and, you, I mean, if you're the Nuggets, you're going to try like, oh, Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr. You know, like you're going to piece together guys to to try and get like another star in Beal because that's really what he is. Yeah, Joe, the Jamal Murray for Beal. That that's that one's interesting. Pull I mean, it really, trigger, honestly, Denver, it, it would come down sure. to like how confident the Nuggets are, like looking at the Western Conference, going like, "Wow, there's a window here to win right now." Yeah. Um, Brad's so, not old. No, he's no I know, I know, but I mean, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. That's like Jamal Murray's just like they just gave him the massive extension, so they obviously believe in him. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and him getting better, which he should. I mean, he's even, what's he, like 22, if that? Yeah, if that. It's two years he's been. Oh, that's tough. It? But you're, you're obviously, yeah. if you're the Nuggets, you're going to try and get, <laughs> you're going to try and get Beal, keep Murray, and, and uh, then you got sort of three stars there with Jokic. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Trey? You got another guy you see a star likely to be traded this year well the third big name on the trade market is kevin love yeah but he's talking about wanting to stay in cleveland and be the next uh the next bridge teaching the young guys around there he says he's always wanted to be in cleveland wants to stay there i think he can still help a team he's not minnesota kevin love anymore i think we've kind of figured that out maybe he could get back to 20 and 10 but if you're the blazers would you offer hassan whiteside for him if you're the nuggets would you consider maybe throwing paul Millsap's 30 million dollar deal one year for Kevin Love to upgrade your position. I think it's possible. I, I, the Cavs are not going to be good, so maybe Kevin Love is happy right now before they've started losing a whole bunch of games and he's not making it back to the playoffs yet again and he's back to what it was like in Minnesota before he teamed up with LeBron. We'll see how things turn out. Uh, I would still take a chance on Kevin Love if you've got a big deal that needs to be moved. If you're maybe the Detroit Pistons, you got Andre Drummond that's got a year left and a player option for the next one. That's another guy that would work for Kevin Love. There, there are some options out there. He just has to say, "Let's go." Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got, I've got another Kevin Love option as well. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, I think, could fit well having a half court option hmm. and, and throwing it down in the low post and him playing stretch five. Uh, I think that would fit well, and there's pro- there's enough young guys right. to to send back Cause the to Nuggets, entice the Cavs. Yeah, the Nuggets I think need a guard primarily, but I don't know. There's lo- there's the- Kevin Love. He may be talking a good game now, um, but he's gonna want to leave Cleveland, right? I, I, yeah, I, 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 think, I, think I think he's think just so. too classy to say anything else. I do too. Sure, yeah. sure. and sure. I think the Cavs would be. I mean, why wouldn't they're rebuilding? And yeah. he's got three years, like what ninety million plus yeah. on that mm-hmm. contract. So like, they're gonna want to try and move him if they can get more young guys back and picks back. I could see it doesn't fit at all with their timeline, but I could still see the Phoenix Suns doing something weird for Kevin Love as well. Hmm. And like you know, so like Tyler Johnson's expiring contract and like. A Bridges and a Sarich and a pick and stuff like that. I don't know if that's enough um, to, you know, I don't know what the market would be for love and, and if the Cavs would want to do that. But oddly, like, even, even like, yeah, they've, they got Booker and they got eight and like, that's, you're building for the future. Just the Suns are so weird with this stuff sometimes where yeah. they're like, oh, we can get Kevin Love. All right, let's go get Kevin Love. <laughs> well, um, him and James Jones played together no, too. Oh, right? that's exactly right. That is that's exactly, buddies. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun times there for you, Trey. Getting back together. <laughs> you guys know I love fun times. <laughs> Having some right now, actually. Yeah. So, and look, like, the truth is we're not going to see, we're probably not going to see like a big deal by any means until, what, December 15th it is, right? Where guys that have signed with their teams um, in the offseason can basically be traded. Is that yeah. and that the, the deadline or the, the, the date yeah. for that? December but that's 15th. A, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but Chris Paul can be moved pronto. Right. I, uh, right. I think right. You're, you're right about uh, Chris Paul and, they probably tried to move him, and, and what the heck is are the Heat waiting for? I think that's a fair question. Maybe they don't want him at all, but maybe they just want to see him play in a regular season game. He's healthy. Move him quick, pronto. I think the Pelicans <laughs> want to move him as soon as possible. All right, let's keep thunder. it going, guys. Let's keep it Pelicans going. Pelicans thunder. Yeah, I just yeah, I mix I, those up. I mix yeah. those up. No doubt, the Oklahoma City. I you know what jersey do you see him in? You see him in a New Orleans Hornets jersey. You see him in because yeah. he looks weird in the Oklahoma. City jersey. Mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. All right, our next one here, a couple more here in this uh, part one of our NBA season previews. Drop that. There you go. Guys, Trey, we'll start with you. Favorite moment slash meme, oh. whatever you want to call it, um, of the summer or preseason. You know, what, what, the last couple of months, what has been your favorite moment? You can go anywhere with this. 
I'll give a quick shout out to a preseason moment that I loved. Marcus Morris smacking Justin <laughs> Anderson in the face with a ball. The perfect Nick already. And he got that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was a preseason game. Uh, you don't see the ball bop very often. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing over the summer was Taco Tuesday. Wow, really? Oh, man. We were doing it in our house so often. It got our kids eating tacos. One of my great disappointments as a parent so far is that my kids don't like pizza or tacos. I feel like I failed them so far. Right. So shout out to LeBron for bringing tacos into my house. That, that was great. Uh, my daughter, Isla, was convinced that LeBron was sending me these videos and then we could record them and send them back to her. I love that he tried to trademark it, uh, but they got it shut down as a commonplace term. Everybody had a laugh. But then LeBron and company were like, haha. We were playing 4D chess. The only reason we applied for that is so the government would shut it down saying no one could have the trademark on this. Now we all have it. Taco (laughs) Tuesday is for all of us. Thank you, LeBron. Okay. Brilliant. Great moment from the Aussie. That's a good one. What what do you got, Lee? What do you got there? Well, I got a couple here. Um, The first one is the, uh, the meme of the summer, I think, was the Popeye's chicken employee. Remember how she was sitting on the side uh, <laughs> waiting for a bus or whatever and uh, she was exhausted. And, uh, too many sandwiches. Yeah, too many sandwiches. And, and the basketball world just had a, so much fun with it because they kept posting like, you know, iconic moments from basketball world next to her exhausted yeah, on the right. side like Jordan with his hands on his shorts. So I just thought that was great. Okay. Yeah, from, a, from, a, from a non-basketball that became a basketball point of view. But also, as always, Clay Thompson just owned the summer because... His season ended with, in tragedy. You know, he blew yeah. his knee out and they lost the championship. He re-signed the massive extension. He, didn't, he was just like, you know what, I'm back. I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. <laughs> and also, you saw him at a baseball game, just dancing, having a great time. Uh, everything that Clay Thompson does, like, it's impossible to phase this man, you know? Like, he just, he, just, he just has so much fun. Like, even at Warriors Media Day, you know, Clay's out for possibly the whole season. You would think he was just almost starting, like, his first season. He was so excited to be there, just moving around. He's just great. Uh, Clay, I just want some of Clay's energy. Right. I don't know how he does it because, you know, everyone else sort of gets caught up in, in, in um, you know, they have bad moments or bad days. But Clay just always seems to be having just the time of his life. So okay. he was great. You're going back-to-back years there for Clay Thompson, basically for for me. Oh, did I have him last year? Uh, no, I mean he had an amazing. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. the yeah. guy Fire. enjoys his summers. There's yeah, no doubt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tass. How you do leisure time? Yeah. What do you got, Tass? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to reality television for mine, but it it was a good moment. Ball in the family, the television <laughs> show which uh, features the balls. Wait, can we ball, call that a television show? I don't know. Is it? Like, is no? it on TV? Is it just, I guess it's on, maybe not. It's on Facebook. I know that. I don't know. I don't know what you do with shows like that. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know. If it's, is it not on TV? I don't, I, I, think I don't it know. Is, but I don't what know. What is TV maybe. anymore? What is TV? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you got a fire stick? You cut the cord? You yeah, blast true, that Facebook true, watch true. up on your TV now? Roku. <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. Um, anyways, whatever that thing is, it was LeVar Ball talking to Lonzo Ball about basically the breakup of their brand. The yeah. brand is the brand is struggling and they're trying to recoup the the image and Lonzo basically stood up to dad. Lavar said, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think we do with with uh, the the company and Lonzo said, let me ask you something. Should we change the name? And Lavar was <laughs> very adamant that you should not change the name, but Lonzo said, listen, nobody cares about the name. It's abolished. I think the brand is done. And uh, Lavar kept on going back at him, but Are you I, saying was, that? Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying that. People are saying that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm but, just saying. But, but it was a long clip. <laughs> oh, that was great. It was a long clip of Lonzo. Not that I want there to be a divide between father and son, but I like the idea of Lonzo not back, not backing down, believing right. what he believed in. Right. And, um, you know, he doesn't care about the brand anymore, I guess. And it's a good thing that he's in New Orleans. And it's a good thing that he stepped up to dad, who was not very nice to his son. Uh-huh. And, and the way this clip was edited, whoo, not so nice at all. He, ba- he basically said, people are telling me to rename you Alfonso Ball because, <laughs> because you've been out the last two years. Because you've been broken goods. How do you, how do, you do that to your son yeah. on a web program? <laughs> that's, that's pretty mean. Um, but Lonzo, Overkeeping the name Big Baller Brand. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> He's like, it's perfect, man. That site is under construction. I went to it to see if it exists. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever make see the light of day again. But uh, yeah, there also was a great moment throughout the in the summer where there was a sale for Big Baller Brand gear uh, because everything is on sale ninety percent off, ninety five percent off. There's a sale like five, take everything for five dollars. So, yeah, ninety percent off. That's like there's still four hundred. That's four hundred dollars saving <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they got shirts that were fifty bucks and now they're five. Uh, what a deal! Come steal this stuff from. And them. now they're like collectors items. Yeah, I sort right? of, I sort of Should want a big baller up. brand shirt. Yeah. Are you uh, setting us up for somebody to walk in with a whole bunch of big baller shirts down here? Yeah, <laughs> here they in, are. In, our, in our makeshift basement, <laughs> that would be great right now. Uh, but uh, those shoes are still ugly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What were they called? The L2s? No. What were they called? The ones They've that, made a lot of signature shoes yeah. for the ball boys. But the same ones that Lonzo... ZO2 was one ZO2 sure. was, was Zoe's, yeah, mm-hmm. Lonzo's. But he took them off because they were reportedly injuring his ankle last year yeah. as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. But now he's in New Orleans. New start for him. And uh, hopefully hopefully things go well for him there. We're, running, we're running long here, but Lee, do you have any uh, LaMelo Ball Australian updates? Well, he's killing it out right. there right now. Yeah, um, the youngest so the ball, N- yeah. Yeah, the NBL even streamed, uh, and, and I believe they're streaming all his games on Facebook for the rest of the season. Can you watch it on TV? Oh, just like uh, Ball in the Family. <laughs> no, good question. But they had an audience, apparently, of a million people to watch uh, his game on Facebook, which is the highest audience, okay. TV audience, if it's TV, I don't know, <laughs> no. for an NBL game ever. So uh, this, I mean, they're talking that he may even be the number one yeah, pick in yeah. next year's draft that's what already. People so people are now saying uh, that's that's great for Australian basketball. Great for <laughs> Lamelo, and um, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's wild seeing, you know, like he's out in Australia playing really well, and people are actually saying, well, it's not just like a Mickey Mouse league; like he's putting it up in uh, against you know good players. So. Right. Very happy. And for so that. we are. Are we not going to get? Um, what, what's the middle son's name? Leandro. Leandro. Yeah. 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 We're, we're not getting him, eh? Yeah. Where's in the he? NBA? Is that what's going to happen? Like, uh, he, he's, I think he was sitting around the table in that in that <laughs> clip. But uh, the last I really knew about Leandro, Lavar wanted him to be a male model. It seems his uh, <laughs> whoa his career lies outside of the professional. I think he played. Um, I think he played in Lithuania too. Maybe he's only twenty yeah, but, years old. Okay, yeah, I yeah. guess he La, Lamelo played out there too, didn't he? Yeah. But they only lasted like. Five yeah. weeks or something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's your uh, ball, ball in the ball family update. update. Yeah. I uh, mean, the Ajeta no Kubo brothers have taken over as the brothers. Yeah. Like now, they, I know nobody yeah, outside Giannis is really making their mark quite yet, but Thanasis is sure. a buck. One's in Dallas, isn't he? No, he's moved. Costa okay. Ajeta Kubo moves, moved to the Lakers. Yep. Oh. So now there's three in the league. And Alex, at some point, is going to, I think there'll be the first. Four brothers in the league at the same time at some point. Wow. The holidays as long have as got the three, haven't they, as well? The holidays have got three. Yeah. Drew, Justin, and Aaron. Did the Barrys have three? I don't think so. I don't know. We got to check Canyon. Canyon. We got to check Scooter. Drew. My favorite. Brent. John. Well, well you guys named oh, yeah, all Brent. the Barrys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
my favorite Blue. my favorite moment um, from the summer was easily uh, <laughs> out of nowhere. It felt like the Lillard versus Shaq uh, <laughs> rap beef that we got. Because first off, I just love a good rap beef. You know, we're, LL, Cannabis, Jay and, and Nas, Pusha and Drake. I mean, I love them all. I love it. I get into it. I'm watching all the YouTube reactions and people breaking them down and stuff like that. So, like, getting just a, a random Lillard versus Shaq one was was just perfect. Chef's kiss uh, for the summer when there's really nothing going on. And it really, like... Okay, so Shaq did his thing. Like, I don't know if somebody's... Go- like, he's got a ghostwriter or what's going on there. But it's funny because it's Shaq. But Lillard, he brought it. Lillard is a legit rapper. Trey, can you back me up on this? Like, he's... He's got bars. Uh, confirmed he's hot fire. He's got bars. Like, the guy is actually good. And I'm not even... Like, not even for just an athlete. He's a good rapper. He's good for a rapper. Um, and he dropped the two diss tracks. He did the old Drake back-to-back, basically, on him. He'd had, he called them Rain, Rain, Go Away. Rain spelled R-E-I-G-N. You know, obviously poking fun at Shaq mm. there. And then the second one was I Rest My Case. And in the second one, like, I was a little upset with his first one because he sort of said something like, he, he was like, uh, I'm new school, got new hits, Space Jams, not Blue Chips. Now, that line angered me because Blue Chips is way <laughs> better than Space Jams. So that line is like, eh, that's not that good. In the second one, though, he name dropped Damon Stoudemire, Lisa Leslie, and Charles Barkley in the span of like three bars. So well done on that. And then I was waiting for it in the first one, and he didn't do it. He brought it in the second one. He said the general commercials a little overextended. And he <laughs> once he dropped a, a you know a general uh, a, a commercial nod there. Like, that's perfect. That's well played by Damian Lillard. I was hoping he was doing that. So I was hoping he was going to do that. So I'm going Lillard versus Shaq just because it was weird. And Lillard, Lillard basically buried him. Yeah, but I don't know. Can you ever win a battle with Shaq? That's the real question. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah you maybe impossible. can't. I don't know. But anyway, Lillard... Pr- he's probably not going to drop it, I don't think. No. Shaq. No, <laughs> no, no. He's not. He's not at all. All right, we're, uh, we're, we're obviously uh, first show here running a little bit long. Who cares? What does long even mean anymore? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. We're doing podcasts. Um, our final one here for part one, though, guys. What is... Your dumbest, bold prediction for this upcoming season. I'll start us off here. Yep. Carmelo Anthony <laughs> will go back to the Houston Rockets. No. <laughs> the last team he played for in the National Basketball Association. Yes. No. Last year he played 10 games to start the season. I know it's, it's dumb. There's a lot of weird things <laughs> happening with the Houston Rockets. They basically sacked half of Mike D'Antoni's coaching staff. Yep. Okay. You, you've been a great coach for us. There goes half your staff. See you later. Mike D'Antoni wasn't given a contract extension. They basically said, you've got one year left. Let's, we're going to give you an, an incentive-laden, performance-based contract extension. Mike D'Antoni said, uh, uh, I'm a coach of the year. Give me a contract. <laughs> That's strange. Uh, P.J. Tucker doesn't have a contract passed this year, although the other four starters do. I mean, he's got a little tiny bit of money locked up. Uh, and Tillman Fertitta, for the, uh, the owner there, According to um, to our own John Hollinger at the Athletic, had to take out a huge loan to get to secure the, the bag to purchase <laughs> that team. It's it's a very strange situation. They don't want to go into the tax. The whole China thing just happened. Gerald Green just broke his foot. He's out for three months. They need a wing. Carmelo Anthony's available. Oh, come Bring him on. in. He played with Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. It kind of, <laughs> it kind of worked there, sort of. It, that was the best thing that worked out for him in yeah, the last yeah, few years. Yeah. Bring him back. Why the heck not? Just, just try and make right what didn't work out last year. 
That is a that's uh, yeah, a great Dumble prediction. One. No, that's, that's a great that's answer. That's the point of this. That's a good one. All right. Who, who follows up that? Mellow uh, going uh, back to the Rockets. I can't, man. I was feeling dumber and bolder before, <laughs> but I've talked the Bulls up as a top 10 team in the Eastern Conference all summer. Skeets, you stole it from me. They're making the playoffs this year. <laughs> yep. Jim Boylan getting coach of the year votes. He'll finish top five in coach of the year. Wow. Just look at the stats last year. After Boylan broke them down, we got a walk to run. They started playing fast. <laughs> Lee? Seven and eight with Otto Porter in the lineup. <laughs> Seven and eight. That's almost 500. Think about it over the course of an entire season. Maybe Markin will stay healthy for the whole year. Wendell Carter stay healthy for mm-hmm. the whole year. Everybody eats with Tomas Sadoransky. Thad Young just scrapping it up. He's played on only good teams throughout his career. That's not true. Check the first couple of years of his career. He won like six games. Not anymore. The Bulls are back, baby. Mm. If the Bulls make the playoffs, we're doing a podcast with Dad Kirby. Oh, yeah. I love that one, Trey. I'm yeah. in on that one. Uh, I'll just follow that up and say we sort of talked about it a little bit in the last segment there, but I, I think the Thunder, if everything goes to plan – there's no reason why they shouldn't be contending for a playoff spot. I, I think defensively, they're That's okay. Bold. That's if, pretty bold. Well, they if, might if, be, contending. be contending. Well, listen, well, listen you, Chris Paul, and again, not as quick as he used to be, but still a smart defender. If Robeson comes back, he's clearly a good defender. Uh, Stephen Adams, very, very good defender. They've got guys, I think, who can at least uh, protect the rim, protect the paint. Mm-hmm. Going forward, probably they don't quite have enough offense. But then again, you've got someone like Gallinari who had a good season. If he can just keep shooting the ball and spreading the floor, that opens things up a little bit for someone like Gilgis Alexander going forward to get inside and score some baskets. Schroeder coming off the bench, not a great player, but he knows how to get baskets. So I just think that the Thunder, they look at this, and, and someone mentioned before, like they always make the playoffs. This is a team that doesn't like to go into the tank. So, you know, Billy Donovan and the ownership, the instruction is going to be, listen, we are not going to win the championship this year, but we're also not just going to mail it in. So I think there's a few question marks over, over a few teams in the Western Conference. And Chris Paul with the lowered expectations in a role where, again, he's not going to be competing with anyone's ego might just be a bit of a resurgent season for him. So I just think the Thunder are one of those teams that could surprise. Okay. My bold prediction, I guess dumb. It's not that dumb now that I think about it. We guys, correct me if I'm wrong. We had the honor of being in attendance in the arena for the greatest dunk contest of all time. Is that fair to say? Up in Toronto, 2016, when it was the Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon dunk off. That was... I think it is the best one ever. Of course, people are going to you know, go back to, to Jordan and stuff like that and versus Neek. I get it. Whatever you want to go with. But I do think that the 2020 dunk contest in Chicago is going to be the greatest dunk contest of all time. I think it's going to be the best. And here is why. My dunk whisperers are out there. And there are rumors, very early rumors, of course, that we might be going from the four guys uh, dunk con- contestants and, and ramping that up a little bit more and going to six. Because like back in the day, they used to have like eight or something like that. Maybe a even lot. more. Yeah, way, way, way back. And that's too many. But I've, I've heard that there's a possibility that maybe they add a couple more spots. We go to six. And if that's the case, I think we could see Zach Levine, who's already talked this up about wanting to do it, especially in Chicago. That'll be perfect. Rocking those uh, you know black pinstripe throwbacks there with the Bulls. Perfect timing. Perfect timing mm-hmm. on Zach Levine's part. Aaron Gordon has talked about he would want to go back in it. Derek Jones Jr., I think if healthy, he was sort of a late scratch last year. He's been in it before. He's unbelievable. He's a pogo stick. He should be in it. Zion Williamson, I think will be going in this thing. That's huge. 
I think John Morant could also be in it. And then you've got to have the defending champ in, uh, in um, Hamadou Diallo. So if it's those six, oh my. And, and maybe one or two of them are different or something like that. And, and who knows what happens with injuries. I think it will be the best ever. I really, really do. And people are going to be like, nah, they've run out of dunks. No, 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 they haven't. They have not run out of dunks. You got Team Flight Brothers and these guys. They got dunk coaches like practicing with these guys and coming up with new dunks. And I think we're going to see something special uh, in Chicago. And hopefully we're there. I don't know if we'll be in the arena. Hmm. But we'll hmm. see. So that's my. Yeah, at the very uh, least, we can drive to my mom's house and watch it. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> watch party. We got an option. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a watch party at the at the Kirby household. Be, <laughs> Sounds great. I hope you got a big. We should here. do it at your own house. Do you reckon they'd let us in? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? We can roll by Lombard, see who's living there now. Knock on the door. Hey, you used to live here. Mind if we watch the dunk contest? I heard it's going to be the best ever. I hope they've got a TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right, so let, let's call it there for part one again of our NBA season preview series. We're going to be doing this all week long. Let's hear from you guys. Jump on Twitter hashtag no dunks let's specially hear your dumb bold predictions go wherever you want with those guys follow us on social media at no dunks inc that's at no dunks inc you can email us at no dunks at theathletic.com smash that follow button guys subscribe to the show wherever you listen to no dunks be it with the athletic app or apple Podcasts, spotify overcast google stitcher on and on and on wherever you listen to no dunks hey subscribe to the show tell your friends if you do listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, do us a solid. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us a review. It really helps others find and listen to the show. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us for preview number one. Folks, feels good to be back. And remember, this is a shout-out to Hardcore History. Podcasts can be whatever length you want them to be. Brace the day, people. Brace the day, people.